0: a bicycle. Donations, uh, $30 a shirt, man. Anything helps, man. Of course, fucking fight the fight, fuck cancer. Uh
1: i awesome.
2: The deal, listeners, nobody's here. Somebody was here for a bit. I just met him. His name is David. Seemed very nice. But, since he's the only comic aside from me that's here, didn't exactly feel like doing a set, which I, under- I understand. He gave me his number. If more people come, I'm going to call him. He's going to come in. But, for now, all y'all got is me. I'm not going to run through any of my material... That I think is stage ready Cause I'm gonna do that if people come I don't want to spoil it for you I want you all to get The full picture and enjoy it But What I'm gonna do Is give you some of my old shit Jokes that I've done That went pretty well And that I kind of forgot to work on past that Cause I came up with something else that I like better So I switched to that We're going to run through it right now. I'm going to talk about it a little bit while I'm doing it. It's not going to be like a strict performance. Basically, you are going to be hearing my thought processes about my own jokes. And maybe we'll make them even better in the meantime. I'm bringing a chair up here because there's nobody here, so no point in having stage presence. I'm just talking to myself. Um... That joke's fucked up. Oh, that's a pretty good joke, I'll do that. Alright. I love the homeless people in this city. I wouldn't even call all of them homeless. Seems like around here you have you have two kinds of homeless people. Both people down on their luck. They need help. Which, you know, call them homeless. But you also got people who would much rather sell acid and mushrooms in a park than have to report to a day job. And I wouldn't call that homeless. Actually, I would call that free. Um, which is probably what they justify it with, too. But so far, both, of the, both types of homeless people have actually been really cool. Most people give you a really good story for a buck or two. And I haven't had anybody... Get offended when I didn't have money to give. Because that's the worst thing to deal with, isn't it? When somebody wants you to give them their money and makes you into an asshole for not being Mother Teresa. Like, I'm not. Like, I'm not one paycheck from working the same corner he is. It's not like I want. Oh, I see. Actually, this led into another joke that I really like. I see where this joke evolved from. I think I did work on this joke, but there's still some pretty good lines in here. It's not like I want you to be poor. I feel terrible for you, which is why I'm going to be responsible with my money and not hand it out to people who clearly have a history of not making good investments. Every time it happens, which is like, every time it happens, you know, when they get mad at you for not giving them money, which is like one out of every 10 times, I immediately understand why that person is homeless. Because that's the kind of attitude that gets you nowhere in life. I'll throw you a metaphor. You know. You know when you're in a grocery store and you see a mom with a four year old and the kid wants a box of sugar and crack cereal and the mom says no so he starts kicking and screaming about it. If the mom just says fuck you, not literally says fuck you but the mom just in her head says fuck you and keeps on moving then the kid stays looking like an asshole. Let that kid look like an asshole, he acting like one. But if the mom gives in and she buys the sugar sprinkle cocaine rocks Then she's either an asshole for giving her kid bad food, or she's a pussy for giving in when he fights her. I'd much rather be a head. I can't even read my motherfucking handwriting. That hell did I write. If it was funny, I would have wrote it better. It's the same with these homeless people. You can't bitch at the universe until you get what you want. You gotta get up and take it. You gotta make the moves necessary. It's not funny either. Um, I can't even read the rest of that, god damn. See, this happens to me a lot actually. I'll start writing and I'll get about a page in. and I'll be like, oh, this is all pretty good. And then after I have that, once you got like the first page of a joke, you kind of, you know what that joke's going to be about, right? So then it comes a lot harder to freestyle for the rest of it to just kind of write up whatever you're thinking because now you want to stay within the lines of the old joke. Like you want to theme the thing out. You want to, you want to have it be consistent and that you're basically like boxing yourself out of your creativity at that point. And that's something I get stuck on a lot. So usually then I just try to say, fuck it. And then next time I do the joke, and I listen back to it, I'll come up with more things to improve upon it. I kind of already did that with that joke, though. That joke actually turned into a joke, totally separate from what it looks like now. But I think much better, because the root of that joke is that you have to get up and take things in life. You can't, like, you can't just expect the world to give it to you. And then get mad when it don't You gotta take it That joke turned into a joke about how uh, I don't want to be blessed Because If I'm blessed Like I don't want thanks just given to me Because then I don't get the credit for them Like I don't want to be blessed by God Because then God gets all the credit Even though I'm doing all the hard work God only ever. I'm not. I'm not gonna <laughs> spoil my joke. I said I would do that later. Even if nobody motherfucking shows up, I'm gonna still do my set later. I still got some good jokes. Just, I'm just trying to fill up airtime right now with some uh, with some old stuff. that might actually get improved upon. Actually, this joke I'm looking at right now. I know it's a pretty good joke. I'm excited for this. Um, this joke's about my job, which I'm still working at. I'm trying to get out of. But it's at a uh, it's at a deli. I won't hear about that right now, though. So, a few weeks ago, I started a new job. Oh, <laughs> that was more than a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, I started a new job at a deli in a real rich town between Richmond and Berkeley called Kensington. But it's got way more money than either one of those cities. It's the richest town for miles. It's the place where rich people go to avoid even having to look at poor people. Oh, wait. Oh, I have an improved version of this joke. I'm going to do that one instead. All right. So a few (laughs) weeks. Sorry. (gasps) I'm all over the place. But that's what you get at the last second open mic when nobody's there. That's what you get when you listen to Capitals' thoughts. Capitals' brain is all over the place. And then, at the end, you just gotta put it all together. Just gotta put it all together. When you dump a puzzle out the box, the pieces go all over the table. But that's the fun of the puzzle, is putting it together. And then you got a beautiful picture. So, a few weeks ago, I started a new job at a deli in a rich-ass town called Kensington. Right between Richmond and Berkeley. But they should be called Portland Berkeley. Because Kensington makes those towns feel like Oakland. Kensington is a place rich people go, to avoid having to even see, hear, or smell broke people. Like, like, poor people are zombies, and rich people are survivors. But instead of using guns to keep them out, they just make everything expensive. Just kind of fuck you, fuck the world attitude that gets you rich in the first place, you know? like this one lady told us we should charge more egg for the egg salad cuz this is a normal price for a classy kinda place. Egg salad's mostly eggs and mayonnaise. That's the cheapest shit I can think of. Shit ain't even organic. And we bought the ingredients in Oakland. But we can't say that cuz they don't want anything from Oakland making it to Kensington. Which is ironic cuz the only other town I know like it is called Piedmont over in Oakland. That's right, not by Oakland, in Oakland. Most towns are located next to each other but not Piedmont. Piedmont used to be part of Oakland but it had just so much more money than the rest of the city that they just they did the richest thing. They did like what every rich person dreams of and just motherfucking seceded. Like same way white people landed in America and said hey this place is pretty cool we'll take it. Those same white people struck again a few hundred years later. Just by the rent around here, they might be expanding. So basically, my... I don't know this of my am tired of that deli, basically, my job is to make sandwiches for rich people and try my best to not poison them. Which you'd think I'd need poison to do that, right? But... Nah, all you got to do to poison a rich person is fuck up their order. They can't handle it. They need nothing but the best from a minimum wage employee. Like, like we got this one regular who buys a tuna melt every day, right? And we can go. I put her sandwich on the grill, and she does that click your tongue shit. Like, click. Go. like we have a regular right buys a tuna melt every motherfucking day and a couple of days ago i'll put her shit on the grill because the tuna melt tuna melts just tuna and cheese right and then you melt the cheese real simple so a couple of days ago i'll put her tuna melt on the grill and as soon as i do i hear she does that tongue click shit where she just goes and i knew she had a motherfucking problem right there i knew it so i just turned on and go um I turn around and I uh I look at her and we just make eye contact. And she <laughs> So she says, Good. Yesterday I got a cold sandwich and it is supposed to be a tuna melt. And I almost cooked her shit to black right there. I was so mad. But, but I also want to pay rent. So instead of getting heated, then fired, I just I gave her some customer service. And I said, Oh, I'm sorry. If it happens again, let me know. That's an easy fix. And she said, I ate it anyways. Bitch, why would you do that? You could just, if she didn't wait a day to tell me, I could have melted it in 30 seconds. That's the easiest part of making the sandwich. No work required than that. The grill does all the work right there. But rich people don't like solutions, rich people like order. Because everything is ordered in their favor. That's called entitlement. And her next sentence was the most entitled phrase I've ever heard. I don't want a refund or anything. I just want you to do the job I pay you to do. Which I guess is sort of fair. She just paid for tuna and melted cheese and I fucked it up. But she don't want sympathy, sympathies for poor people. And she don't want to fix anything. Because she started talking after I put her food on the grill. She just wants me to feel bad, so I don't at all. Cause no matter what she motherfucking pays, I'm still making minimum wage. So if she's just gonna eat it anyways and still come back. I'm never cooking her shirt again not till she learns some manners. I like that joke. Actually, I wrote that joke. Like month and a half. Two months ago. And that lady still comes back. And she still brings up that fucking tuna melt. At least once a fucking week. And I haven't. After that one time. I've melted it every single time. Because every time I see her face. I get a little bit of PTSD. But she's still fucking. Just. If she's having a bad day. She takes it out on us. By bringing up her fucking tuna melt. Like the same way. Like. Like. Your mom will yell at your dad Like every time your dad does something wrong Your mom will bring up how he used to drink Something like that Like it's just you know Separate from the motherfucking argument What time is it We ain't even been here for an hour folks I'm gonna be here from uh, from twelve to four today, and then after that, I'm gonna go see a concert with my family. The uh, Foo Fighters. It's my dad's favorite band. We bought tickets for him back in uh, back in Christmas, and then right after we bought the tickets, he uh, he decided he wanted to upgrade them. It's kind of I feel like if if somebody gives you tickets as a present, you can't motherfucking like that's him upgrading the tickets is basically saying, oh, I like your idea, but here's a better one. <laughs> can't, that's not an option with the present. You take what you get, you can't motherfucking negotiate presents. I hate that shit. I hate when people put receipts in with the present. If you gotta put the receipt in with the gift, do more motherfucking research on the gift. And if if you don't know them well enough to know what they gonna like, to like know that you can buy something that they're not gonna return, why the fuck are you buying them presents? You don't fucking hand out presents willy-nilly presents ain't for everybody. Presents from motherfucking close friends you get a present if i'm comfortable enough to give you my phone number because if i don't like you i will add you on facebook just because you my facebook friend don't don't get too motherfucking cocky but i will not you like i no that's not <laughs> You know, people I don't like actually usually just don't even ask for my phone number because I'm kind of no bullshit. People I don't like know I don't like them. Because in general, I do try to like everybody. I try to not even have negative opinions on people. I just try to measure people by the things they do right. Because it's not worth it to fucking have that negative shit in my head. The only time I really like to think or allow myself not like to, I never like to, but the only time I allow myself to think negative things about people is when it'd be to my detriment. Not to. Like. Like when somebody comes up to you. And starts talking shit about another person. And they don't even need to. That shit's going to make me not trust you. Because now I know. If I do something you don't like. The first thing you're going to do. Is go around and talk to other people about it. Instead of me. That's some bullshit. That's going to make both of us unhappy. You could just come talk to me. We could settle the shit, and then we could both move on and be happy about what we did with our day. But if you gonna want fucking spread shit, create drama, it's not worth it for me to be around you. And I'm not, I'm not gonna talk shit about you in response to that. But I'm gonna thank, I'm gonna just make sure I'm gonna let myself think. I right, gossip. That's a gossip right there. Don't talk to him. He ain't worth it. Got a lot of that in comedy There's flying here I wish I had a tell One thing we do at the deli So at the deli we get flies It's unpreventable They just motherfucking fly in There's really no way to stop them we have like fly traps and shit, but you know, we've been around so long they don't even fucking, they know to avoid that shit. Um, So, what we do is we take we take these little white towels, right? And we try to like karate kid that shit, deli style. Instead of catching them with the chopsticks, we try to whip them with the towels out of the air. It's just fun as a motherfucker. But, I've seen it happen where, well you'll do it and you'll hit the fly in midair, right? And cause you hit it midair, the motherfucker just goes flying. So one time we had it flying go right into a motherfucker's ear, and he starts yelling and screaming. And the fly died like right on impact. I don't. It might have died when he grabbed it, but I don't think it was buzzing or nothing in his ear. If it did, it was dying. Like it wasn't trying to fly deeper into his ear, but it literally it landed right in the motherfucker, and he just starts yelling hell loud. Um, and we just kept working mistakes been made we couldn't we couldn't do anything to fix it and we we knew not to make it again now we now we look before we aim but or we aim before we fire but like poor guy I think actually I think he ordered a sandwich like five minutes later and I like didn't charge him for the salad. No, he got a sandwich and a salad. I didn't charge him for the salad. It was gonna be like three dollars. I was like, I that was a bad experience. You deserve three dollars for that. What if what if you got compensated every time you had a bullshit experience? It wasn't your fault. Like, what's something that's not your fault? Like like for black people, like if a black person experiences racism, they get compensated according to how how bad the racism is. Like like, if somebody locks their fucking car door as you walk by, somebody comes over to send you a small 10, you know. Somebody calls you the N word, you get 100. Not like as a reward, like, like as, as compensation for the negative experience and negative emotions you had to experience. The best way to do it would be if you could take it out of the offender's wallet. And give it to the person, but I don't know that we can regulate that. So we just, we that that'll be our form of reparations, because it's uh, because you know, like every they say, not they. I've heard a lot of people say that the black people deserve reparations for slavery, and I think I see the logic in it. I just don't see the logistics. Like, we just gonna give every single black person a whole bunch of money. When... I know there are plenty of black people who are richer than me at this point. Like, it's been so... Like, the racism... That shit definitely hits still... Like, you can still see the remnants of it economically. Even if you just look at, like, where people live and the resources that are there. According to where they live and what people have access to. But, like... At the same time, there are a lot of black people who are fucking paid way more than me. you saying if somebody already is making $500,000 a year, they're going to want that motherfucking small check. That's the thing about reparations. Can't come up with a good argument against it. It probably should happen. Yeah, cuz I guess the only reason I'm poor is cuz my family fucked up, but that's not fair to me same way like same way it sucks for me that I have to be poor cuz My family's Irish and alcoholics and didn't know what they was doing to set me up, right? That's how it is for like every black person (laughs) Cuz they had to be born in a world Where there's a lot of motherfucking people who hate them just with their skin color. Although so many people did that, and that was kind of true for the opposite, too. Like, there are probably as many people who hate white people as there are who hate black people. Maybe even more. Because you could hate white people and still be pretty justified. Um... I don't know where I'm going with this. This is a dangerous topic. I don't know why I said it on this. It's not even funny. This is my motherfucking views. I need to get back to the jokes. This is one of my favorite jokes. And I haven't done it recently. Because I couldn't make it work. Crazy well. But this is still one of my favorite motherfucking jokes. Let me see if I have an updated version of it too. Just to be sure. Just to be sure. I do. I think this is the most important one. Hey. My girl asked if I would still love her if she lost a leg. And I asked which leg. And since she didn't laugh, I figured she wanted a somewhat genuine answer to the question. So I said, Caitlin, as long as you keep your spirits, I will always love you. But then I got scared she was plotting some kind of freak accident. Just cause that's like the ultimate way to get out of responsibility. I think about it at work sometimes. Like, if I, if I just uh pull this little thing off the shelf right now, then turn around and just let it fall and smack me on the back of the head, I can get out of work for a week. But I never do it. It, just, it, it doesn't seem worth it. But she's a lot lazier than me. And I know if she lost a leg, she would get all mopey and shit and lay around all day, but it's a problem for me. I can handle a stump, I can't handle a lump. <laughs> so I had the condition to save myself. I said, But I love you for who you are. So if you became a different person, I might not love that person. I thought I was smart at the time. I know better now. When I said that, the look on her face told me her motivation for leg chopping had gone. I need to stop It's gone from laziness to spite. So I tried to save myself by saying, "I didn't say I wouldn't love you. I'm just saying, you know, bitch, don't kill my vibe." You didn't fall for me for my charity work. You fell for me for my cheerful and loving disposition. Which I can't maintain if I'm married to the wheelchair. If I'm married to the wheelchair guy from *Forrest Gump*, and she laughed when she, ah, which means I should have called it right there. But I got arrogant comedian in me came out, and I tried to get another laugh. So I said, "Listen." Crying would make the leg come back then I'm all for it, but the only thing Crying ever got anybody was sympathy, and the only sympathy I got is for the leg. Leg's dead, can't do nothing, but you can, so keep hopping. Instead of making her laugh, I think I offended her, because her face stayed the same, but eyes closed a little bit, like she wanted to see less of me, which sucks, because the entire point is that I want a happy girlfriend. But now not only is she mad at me, she's justified. <laughs> um, has anybody else realized I've done all the talking in this conversation? She asked one dumb question that might as well have been, "Did you love me?" And I took her on a whole roller coaster in my fucking emotions. So I said, so I tried one last time to explain myself. I said, "Listen, I'm not saying I'm gonna leave you because you're blue." At least not right away. But after six months, you'd be tired of me too. Depressed people hate happy people, and happy people are bothered by depressed people. That's just how it goes. Like, if you took a month, then started marathon training, trying to get your life back together, I'd be motherfucking inspired. But since you're asking depressing hypotheticals while you're healthy, I don't think you're going to take it very well. Thank God I got into the laugh. And she still has two legs. So I think I won. That's a great joke, right? I think I need to fix the beginning of that. But I think the rest of that's actually a great joke. There was definitely... There's a few lines where the joke is good. But I didn't write it right. Like, uh... Where is it? Where is it? Which sucks, because my entire point is that I want a happy girlfriend. And not only is she mad, now she's justified that I could definitely do better, cause that's a good joke. That I was trying to tell her that I want to ha- like, cause that's that's what the joke is at heart. That's like a crucial moment, but I f- I haven't been able to get a laugh at that one yet. I can't think of what else to do with it. Line that follows works well though. Has anybody else realized that I've done all the talking in this conversation? I would feel so awkward if somebody showed up right now. They're just gonna see me talking to myself. Looking like I scheduled this open mic so I could sit here and talk to myself in a room alone for fucking four hours. Alright, give me like two minutes and I'm gonna be right back. I kinda use the bathroom. So, there's a very old lady outside who seems somewhat interested in this building, but I'm not sure if I should invite her in to listen or not, because she doesn't seem like she's going to really enjoy my jokes. My jokes are not particularly targeted toward a particular demographic, but so far they don't really uh, hit with the elder generation too much. Half the art of comedy is talking to yourself, and the other half is talking to the audience. I'm getting real good at that first part. It's the second part I'm having trouble with. I, uh... I'm not very good at, like... Adjusting my material based on how the crowd has been reacting to it. Or like knowing which joke is going to land super well. As I just said, I know my jokes only really land with old people from personal experience. But like that shit's—it's it's hard to read. Which is kind of a problem. Before I was a comic too. I'm a little awkward with people. I have trouble figuring out. I'm always trying to figure out what people are coming from. Like, I never. More so, I've been better about it lately, but I, like, I would always, not so much change what I'm saying, but, like, I would leave things out if I didn't think you want to hear it, instead of just saying what I think, and then being ready to fight for it. Not fight, but, you know, debate to prove I'm right. Um, so I'll get nervous, like... If somebody says something where I can tell, like, okay, like, we don't agree. You think something different than me. And then it already feels like we're about to have an argument. Which I guess. Is that like trauma? From childhood? Because I know a lot of people who would beat you up if you had a different fucking opinion. Because I I'd fucking. I'm from West Oakland. And literally, like, you just... I learned to keep my motherfucking mouth shut. It ain't worth it to have people... Because drug dealers... Drug dealers are interesting people. And they're they're the key players in the hood. Anything you say is going to end up back to a drug dealer because drug dealers in the hood are, like, the fucking... What the police are to the white neighborhoods. Like... That is, they know everything that's going on. They just, they pick up every little bit of gossip just so they can, you know, maximize their fucking business. You know, if Danny just broke up with his wife, you should stand outside Danny's house for a couple of days so Danny, you know, gets you in the back of his mind, shit like that. Um. But you also, you don't want him knowing everything about you because of that. Like, you don't, you don't want people to know shit. You don't want people... To know how you really feel, cuz then, like. Cuz you know not how other people feel, but in the hood, they motherfucking, they'll act on it. If you have an opinion somebody else thinks is straight stupid, and thinks you're gonna act on it, they'll motherfucking, you'll get beat up. You get jumped. If you say you fucking. if If they think it might interfere with their fucking business, you'll get shot. Because they don't want to take the loss. And I don't know that from personal experience, but I know that. From them telling me, shut the fuck up around that dude. I know there's one kid, TB. I probably shouldn't have just said his name at all. I know there's one kid, actually he got he got kicked out the corner for that. I don't know, I don't know how they did I wasn't there, I don't know what happened to him. But he was there when I first started going out and I knew him for like two months. Then, and he was always talking, like I learned, actually I learned a whole lot of how that particular corner's operation went down because of him, because he was always telling me shit. Which, you know, was great for me. And I ended up, like, it didn't matter because they fucking, they trust me. But, like, if he told the wrong person that shit, he didn't know me that well. If he told the wrong person that shit, they could have lost all their money and died. I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. I'm going to get back to the jokes. (sighs) Did the argument joke. Hot. So the other day, I found a vending machine that gives out change in gold dollar coins, and I had to take advantage. But I only had a hundred dollar bill. Not because I'm rich, because that's all I have. And I figure if it's in one bill, I feel too bad spending it. So what I did to is, I called my stripper friend, and we made an exchange. So I uh, I gave her my hundred, and she gave me a bunch of singles, and then I put all my singles in the machine and change them for gold points and now I'm still poor but it don't look like it I look like Scrooge McDuck <laughs> so as I'm reading these jokes I'm kinda noticing I think one of the things that really creates a big laugh too like how you set the audience off You gotta, you gotta build suspense because I know the ending of that joke is the funniest part and you can kinda tell that I'm coming up with a plan like as a joke is happening. Like you can tell it's going somewhere, so I gotta I gotta do it a little bit slower and, and find a way to build some suspense just for that end right there. Where it's like, now I'm still poor, but I don't look like it. Gotta lead into that a little bit better and that one's gonna be good. Still no damn people here, this is sad. So, so I spent a few nights at my girlfriend's aunt's million dollar apartment, and I think it's a bad sign that uh. That they first they thought. Eh. Wait, what? Oh, I think it's a bad sign that the first thing I thought was I will murder this apartment, and then I realized I could murder for this apartment, and then I panicked and realized I don't think I would really murder for this apartment unless an opportunity presented itself. Like, like if the whole family decided to get on a roller coaster and I'm hanging back, you know, talk to the roller coaster operator, figure something out, take a cut. Or if, uh, if somebody makes Kool-Aid, leaves it unattended. Take care of everybody real quick. But no, it ain't worth it. <sighs> I would never do anything that I have to, That's the reason I wouldn't commit a murder. Even if I knew I wasn't going to get caught. Because I don't like having to do anything That I have to lie about It ain't worth it Because then you gotta worry about that How you lie your whole life You gotta keep it straight And you gotta worry about nobody Ever finding out about your lie And you gotta worry about telling that lie Correctly To every single person And just it's too fucking much It ain't worth it You never It's it's easy to remember the truth <laughs> Cause it happened But It's hard to remember your own bullshit <laughs> So I don't bother with it And a murder Even if I was Even if I can murder somebody And get A hundred million dollars out of it no, I'm not gonna get caught I'm gonna have to come up with Some whole plan of it, Some whole story Of how I got that hundred million dollars Or I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to Like I know it's possible for me to if to, for me to have a hundred million dollars without fucking murdering somebody, so I'd rather just fucking focus on that, do that. I know that I can beat the game. This whole, capitalism is a fucking game. And all anybody wants is to be so good at that game that they don't have to stress ever about anything. So they can use the game to get whatever they want. But the only reason people can't the only reason some people are good and some people aren't, is because those people that are good know the rules of the game better. Poor people like me, we we just confused. Like there's something I ain't figured out or I'd be I'd still be doing this same shit and I'd be rich doing it. But, I'm just not smart enough. (sighs) A lot of people say fuck capitalism. But only poor people say that. (laughs) Capitalism is natural. Capitalism... The same way... Nature evolves... The same way nature creates... The biggest... Strongest... Fucking lion... Because... All the other lions... That were weaker... Than that lion... Didn't get to eat. Because the biggest lion got all the food. Which leads to nature creating this giant. Super powerful lion. It's the epitome of lions. And that lion creates more lions that are even better. And it's just infinite progress. Because all the shitty lions. End up getting cut off. That's fucking capitalism. Which makes me think. Okay. If the people are who are best at the game or if if capitalism basically makes it so cap if capitalism is killing very few people. Nobody dies directly from capitalism like they do from lions. But people do die just by not being good at the like people like the same way they don't get sheep is the way people who aren't good at capitalism just don't get money lions don't eat sheep what the fuck am i saying but whatever they just don't get money so what makes which means that those people who do have money are the people who are making progress same way the lion is constantly progressing and getting better what What is the that progress leading to, though, of people accumulating money? What good does that do for everybody else? Because the whole idea of capitalism is rooted in the idea that, like, if you are able to acquire money, it's because you're putting out a service for everybody that's so good and so valuable that you can have that equal value kind of come back to you. But... It almost seems like nowadays, you don't need to be serving people to get money, you just need to figure out how to work the game. So it's almost like, like this isn't real capitalism. There's too much bullshit involved. There's too many little rules in place to protect people. Real capitalism is, do your work, get paid. like and they only do your work and get paid by other people who decide to pay you. So I don't believe in wages. Wages are fucking kind of bullshit. If no, not nah, it's not cuz you need people to work, but like, it's the only way to get people to come and work stores that would need more than one person because you only don't really have one main person creating the pro make, taking the profit off. No, no, actually, you got like bike shops and shit now. Oh shit, that was a loud noise. You got bike shops and shit now where it's like three people own it and they end up just splitting the profits. And I feel like that's a better system because that kind of forces each person in that group to put in. To try and be useful to society, because if you're working for a wage, you're not trying to be useful to society. You're only trying to be useful to your boss, and what your boss thinks is useful to society. That's not very capitalist. At least it is. It is for the boss, but it's not for the worker. The worker has been removed from capitalism. The worker isn't able to increase their statue, their statues, or their hard work. Oh, somebody looking at a flyer. All right. Joke time. Uh, last night, I was going to sleep, and right outside my window, I heard some yelling. I heard a lot of yelling. So much yelling that I would call it a fight. And then I heard two gunshots. And no more yelling. And I thought about getting up and going to the window to go and check. But then I thought again. And I went right to sleep. Because I don't got time for a motherfucker murder. I barely got time to handle my own problems. and I'm supposed to take on the problems of a dead man too? Motherfucker's already dead. What am I supposed to do to help him? Listen, if I get involved, there are only three things I can do aiding and abetting not worth it try and catch the motherfucker and be a snitch not worth it or try and catch the motherfucker and fail not worth it it's not setting myself up to win it's not some shit I want to get involved in like I don't even like getting involved in gossip Because gossip, it's it's, it's just taking on problems that I don't need. It's shit that's not going to affect my life. I just like how other people's lives are affected, so I get involved in it. Knowing about a murder is basically the ultimate gossip. That shit you don't need to know about. That shit's only going to stress you out. So that was a little improv on one of my actual jokes. The ending I kind of made up there. I kind of went off the rails a little bit, and I did it because a blonde lady came up to the door. I was looking inside, and I was hoping she would come in because I said I almost witnessed a murder. But she didn't. Oh, look, the mailman's here. Mailman don't want no jokes. Mailman's busy. Mailman's working. I ain't gonna take up his time. Alright. Thank you. She knew exactly what to do, she just threw that shit right on the table. She probably already had... she already done come here like five times and not seen no motherfucking mailbox and had to ask what to do is this kind of permanent i'm not gonna read no motherfucking it's not my mail okay Yes. My name is Capital. No. That was not my mother's idea. Give me one second. I'm getting a lot of feedback. I'm going to reset the mic real quick and let me tell you that joke. Yes, my name is Capital. No, that was not my mother's idea. It was my idea. My mother's idea was to give me a name that was already taken by a fucking saint. And I don't know if she expects me to live up to that standard or figure I might need a role model later on, but it hasn't done me much good yet. In fact, she gave me a name and so common and exclusively white. That black people can't remember that shit. with The same way a white guy will meet a black guy named Tyrone, and the next day I call him Tyrell or Tyrese or Tyreezy, some motherfucking thing. I've been called Philip, Dennis, Todd, and Macklemore. And that was all by the same guy. And the only reason I kept talking to him was because he had the best weed in West Oakland. But he can never remember my name. So when he introduced me to his friend As Justin Bieber I knew I had to take control of the situation So I figured He's my drug dealer right What he likes most about me is my money So I'll name myself after that But I'm a writer So I had to put a little spin on it And I knew I knew capital was the money You invest to start a business Which means the business has no money And that sounds like me So he said, this is my homie Justin Bieber And I said, nah My name's Capital And ain't nobody forgot Capital yet Shit, even if they do You can just You ask anybody at West Oakland Who's the white boy with the name And somebody's gonna know who you talking about Cause they know other white boys with a name like mine You know what I mean Not that anybody ever asks mm. <laughs> i'm looking through my notebook trying to find which joke i want to tell next and i just found a whole bunch of notes that i wrote that were lines that i was getting ready to throw at this one heckler who is a regular at this uh I don't want to really call it a bar, even though they have drinks. It's, it's kind of like an event venue called Shook's Event Center downtown, or not downtown. What the fuck? It's in Daly City. Um, they have a weekly open mic, and they have a regular there. Ooh, I can't remember her name, but she heckles the fuck out of you. Like before, I went on stage. This lady came up to me. I swear to God, she came up to me and she said, "Are you a comic?" And I said yeah And she said are you funny She said, I, And I said I think so And she said if you're not funny I'm going to leave <laughs> I just said that's your problem <laughs> What I should have said was You should probably leave right now then <laughs> I don't want you in my motherfucking audience But uh No what I, what I did I said that And I just started writing shit down I was like alright I know I'm going to have to handle her I know she's going to be saying shit during my motherfucking show um. So I wrote shit like this. Shit is free. You don't gotta say. Help me pay rent, and I'ma care what you have to say. But as long as I'm the only one struggling, shut the fuck up. Um. It's alright. It's alright. Usually I gotta figure out on my own what I'm doing wrong, and she's telling me on her own. So I'm I'm happy for that. Thank you. It's good advice. Thank you. Thank you. Tell me after the show, though. After the show. Um, that's just a step on the next one. (laughs) Everybody wants to call their family dysfunctional nowadays. But ain't nobody here homeless. So I'd say your mama didn't do do too bad. There's no proper way for a family to function. So as long as he ain't dying, you can't call him dysfunctional. I can call you dysfunctional. <laughs> but your family did just fine. I'm kind of disappointed nobody's here I'm not shocked but it's sad I like the idea of holding a morning mic because half the time I'm just writing anyways I might as well just do it on stage I like... I really like the idea of having a 24-hour open mic. Because... Like, even if I wasn't a comedian, not, there's a lot of days where I just, you know... You go out, you get something to eat. And you don't mind entertainment in the meantime, so you might as well go to the place that's gonna have... free comedy. It's not gonna be the best comedy, but it's gonna be the up-and-coming shit. Like... And then you just go whenever you want You pay five dollars Or not even You can pay like a dollar Get five minutes It's Straight profit for the business It gives them Like an extra boost To like pull customers in And it's entertainment for the customers And it's practice for the comics 24 hour open mic I see a few 20s in the donation jar from Mutiny right now. Go Mutiny. We got to keep this bitch open. If you're listening and you got money, give it to us. You got to pay rent. Give a little bit to me. I got to pay rent too, but what time is it? I'm getting hungry. the Pupusa place open across the street I might go get something
3: Hmm.
2: mutiny radio I wonder where the mutiny came from I wonder what was the thought process behind that I guess comedy, in a way, is its own kind of mutiny. Because you're trying to, uh... Part of the art of comedy is doing things that haven't been done yet. Like a joke that people haven't thought of on their own. So when you say it, it's extra funny. Like, the brains kind of explode. Like, oh my god, that's it's It's like the first time somebody explains, like how like it's it's like every time you learn a new rule in like physics or something like that physics is cool as fuck do you remember the first time somebody taught you that force equals mass times acceleration cuz i do i don't remember what they said but i remember my brain exploded and that's what good comedy is like good comedy is like at the end of the joke it should all make sense oh um. Like, you should you should throw people out there for a while, and that's the mutiny part, is where you fuck them up, but at the end, it all makes sense, and a mutiny is where you fuck up the order of things, because you think you can make them better, and that's kind of what comedy is, or at least the way I it. I like that name, Mutiny Radio We hold a motherfucking mutiny against society in here I've been talking for about, what, an hour? Yeah, about an hour. There's been a lot of dead air in that talking. A lot of me thinking. But, you know. that's what you get. If I was just talking the whole time, I'd be saying a lot of stupid shit. Which I probably did anyways. Regret talking about reparations. It's hard. That's... (laughs) That's the scariest thing about being a white person Is you're not allowed to think out loud Because if your thought process Isn't perfect Then you could be labeled as a racist Even if you're just Trying to come to a conclusion I'm not saying this from personal experience Because like I said earlier I know to shut the fuck up But I've seen it happen Where like somebody like Like, they've never done nothing racist in their life. But they're dumb enough that they're still trying to figure shit out. Which is kind of all of us. But, I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. I'm in that right there. The other day, I was, uh... So, I'm a big believer in karma. I think karma works very similar... Money, and that the same way you gotta keep some karma in the bank. To uh, or the same way you gotta keep some money in the bank in case you like lose your job and you still gotta pay rent. You gotta keep some karma in the bank in case you know you gotta get away with some shit, or you put yourself into, you do some something stupid like you fucking get drunk and fucking. Send your girlfriend a shitty text, I don't know, something stupid. That's when you need your karma to kick in, you need Joe karma to take care of you. I had my karma take care of me about about two, three weeks ago. When I uh I got to Daily City Bar, right? And when I got there the fire alarm was going off. And when the fire alarm's going off, the little doors are just open so you can just walk right through. And that's exactly what I did. Because um, I'm broke as hell. I hate to save the money, you know. I was, I just saw it as an opportunity. But then I'm sitting on the train. Oh, shit. Who's this? What's good, Max Eddie? There's. I'm just sitting here talking to myself, like, last hour.
1: Okay, I promise no
2: talking. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, did anyone else want to?
2: One guy did, then nobody was here, so he left.
1: Oh, that is fair. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of. Too many people have day jobs.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, yeah. Or does better things to do.
1: Yeah, for sure. But I don't. Um, yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong. With I mean, yeah. Okay.
2: okay. So you can do as much time as you want? All right. You yeah. just don't have an audience to do it
1: to. You have me. That is true. Um, You're an audience. That you do count. On. Like fifty percent of the time, you know, when yeah, I yeah, focus. Yeah,
2: yeah. uh, um yeah, I mean, did you have
1: jokes you wanted to do? Because Yeah, I, I, sure. I now,
2: so. Let's practice. Yeah, um just do a workshop. Dude. I mean Actually I did I ho- I've hosted one other open mic and it was very last second. Um and the only person who came through I did this exact thing where I was just talking to myself for like an hour and a half and the last second Brady comes in, Brady Hold. <laughs> And we just, had a, we just had a half hour conversation, and it was so dope that I was like, shit, I gotta go home and keep talking to myself. So I just recorded a podcast, and then I listened to it, and I deleted it. Because <laughs> it's a lot easier to talk to somebody than to yourself. Um, joke's time. So, last night, I got home real late, right? And I'm trying to go to sleep, and I hear people fighting right outside my window. And it starts off quiet, and then it gets real loud, and then I hear two gunshots. And no more fighting. And I think about getting up and going to look at the window, and instead I just lay back down. Because I ain't even got time for my own problems right now. How am I going to take on a dead man's problems? If I get myself involved, there's only three things that can happen. One, I'm aiding and abetting. Two, I'm snitching. Or three, I'm failing at all, at both of those. So I'm trying to set myself up to win, not fail. Um, Oh, I don't even like gossip, right? Because I don't need to fucking hear about other people's business. Knowing about a murder is like the ultimate kind of gossip. Because not only is it going to negatively affect their life a little bit, one person's life has already ended, and one person's life could end. That'll go better if I put the gossip thing at the end of it and I explain my view on gossip. I see what I need to do with that. Um, That joke, you know. This just happened an hour ago. So, this isn't a joke yet. This actually just happened, but it's really funny. So, I got here like an hour early, right? Because I wanted to make sure I set everything up right. And while I'm in here, I hear a group of people come over and go, oh, Mutiny Radio, is this a radio station? That's so cool. And they're like talking, and I'm like, Oh shit! And then I hear it. they're like, "Oh, maybe they'll give us a tour." And I'm like, "No!" And I hear some knocking. And then I walk in like I'm already like, "Okay, I know what I'm gonna tell them. Just tell them like I'm setting up. I can't have them in right now to go." And they're like, "Hi, we're here with a with a community outreach program. And we uh we just we saw this radio station. We think that's really cool. And we were wondering if you could give us a tour." And I'm like, "No. Say what I plan to say." And then. He's just like, oh, well, we're a community outreach program. And he moves aside to show me that he has a group of retarded kids with him. And, like, like, like retar- like they're not special ed. They're extraordinary ed. Like, they're the, they're the extra. <laughs> like, to the point where I start feeling bad for having to say no to the tour. Yeah. But they're also all underage. So there's a whole bunch of... I was smoking when they came oh, okay. in, so yeah. couldn't do it. That's um,
1: just like, why is, it, why is there just like a dude just meandering a bunch of like special <laughs> right? <people>. Just, like, <laughs> go into the first thing we see. Them. Yeah,
2: like your job is just yeah, yeah. walk a whole bunch of retarded people like you're a dog walker yeah, yeah. and then just harass people it's and they so giving you so tours. Just, <laughs> <laughs> like just find shit for them to do. Yeah, Exactly. That's so that's weird. <laughs> that's weird
1: as fuck. Um, um like did did he just like forget to book a field trip? just like, I don't know. Just, we're just we're going have like, I have so no clue. That's today.
2: Well, I guess that's community outreach. As they literally walk around the community and reach out for fucking help. That's <laughs> weird. Um, you, so you know me pretty well, actually. I got I got a question, and I need I need full honesty with this. Look at my face. Do I look like I do heroin? Um, like a little bit.
1: You look like a Justin Bieber did heroin. That's (laughs) That's funny,
2: actually. (laughs) Yeah. All right, I'm going to add this to the joke that I was just starting. So, I don't. All I do is smoke weed. And five years ago, that used to explain all this. But now, everybody thinks they're a stoner. So if I'm on the bus and I'm looking fucked up, people don't think it's weed. They just jump straight to the next thing. It's heroin. Um... I see that actually, yeah. I see that. I see where I was trying to go with it, and I see how that's too much. Cause I was trying to go along the lines of I'm a motherfucking stoner, exactly. and everybody thinks they're a stoner, but they ain't really a stoner. But that's a different joke. Yeah, yeah, that's a different joke.
1: Yeah, which is, that's like-
2: That's just that's the first draft every time Make gotta sure. whittle it down that was good, um what else you've heard my blessings joke too often. I'm not gonna uh, waste your time with that one um that's when my uh when my lighter runs out of fuel, I listen for fire trucks. You don't have to. What kind of person shakes their soda before they drink it? I don't know. An alcoholic. To drink? Yeah. That, okay. uh, yes. I yeah, yeah. Eh, killed at a bar. <laughs> um, <laughs> they all got it. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um. Um last one. This is what I was going through before. I haven't done this joke in like a month, but I was just reading it out to myself because what I was doing um while I was talking to myself too, I was just reading jokes out loud and then I kinda go through my thought process on it. Oh, yeah, cool. Um and
1: then that's I mean at the very least. <laughs>
2: Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm not
1: gonna do that.
2: I'll just do like shit I'm working on. Yeah, that's what we're here to do. Um, I know Rachel D said she would show up too, and I think Mark is supposed to show up around too. Um, But we'll see, because he usually pre-signs and then doesn't show up too. So, Um, yes, my name is Capital. No, that was not my mother's idea. My mother's idea was to name me after a saint. And I don't know if she expected me to live up to that standard or if she thought I would need a role model later on, but it hasn't done me much good so far. Uh, wait, who's a, uh whose idea was like 'cause cuz you have to say
1: it like that's that's interesting. But like how did you get that name? Like that's the question everyone's gonna ask
2: first. Well that's that's what the joke is. Uh, give me how did I get the name capital? You're saying? Uh,
1: yeah. You get like you should start off with that like because i already just don't give a shit about what you would be because your
2: name is so like weird okay i hear that um, all right let me run through this anyways yeah, yeah, yeah. but i actually see what i might flip it because I have that, I, this joke does explain that, but I have it at the end, so I might have to put it at the beginning No, but I'm actually no, I've already thrown out a few of the things that you've said, but I actually like that one, and I like what you said on my last joke too. I wrote that down. Um, in fact, she gave me a name so common and exclusively white that a lot of time black people have trouble remembering that shit. Like the same what same way. A white guy will meet a black guy and his name's Tyrone, right? And the next day he sees him and calls him Tyrell or Tyrese. I've been called Philip, Dennis, Todd, Macklemore, River Phoenix. It's all by the same guy. The only reason I kept talking to him was because he had the best weed in West Oakland. Um, but he couldn't remember my name. So when he introduced me to his friend as Justin Bieber, I knew I had to take the situation in control. So I thought... What this dude loves most about me is my money, right? So I'm gonna name myself after that. But I'm a writer, so I had to put a little spin on it. And I know Capital is the money you use to start a business. Which means you got a business that doesn't have any money. That's me. So, I'm Capital. So, when he introduced me, I said, nah, my name's Capital. And can nobody forget Capital. Even if they do, you just got to go to West Oakland and ask, who's that white boy with the weird name? Somebody's going to know who you're talking about. That's fine.
1: So wait, wait, what's your real
2: name? Capital. Wait, that's your real name? It is now.
1: Uh, did you legally change your name to Capital? No. What's your name on your driver's license? Um.
2: Because
1: if you don't say your real name, you kind to uh, reference
2: That's actually a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And Also,
1: you know, what's your real name? The thing is like when you start like um yeah, you get you got to you got to own the stage name, it's mean, a stage name. Um uh, but but yeah, what's your real name?
2: You don't need to know.
1: It seem like you I mean, you got to let the the aliens know. It like you got to make that a joke then because
2: they're actually, not yeah. No, that's a good point. Actually, I should make a joke out of that, and that could replace. That's what, because the same way you said at the beginning, like you already don't care about what my real name is, because if I do that at the beginning and basically say you're not going to get to know my real name, that makes them interested in my real name, so I can do those jokes at the beginning. That's good feedback. Actually, I like that a lot. Thank you. I'm gonna change my joke up tonight. I like that. yeah uh, and it's, it's not even a stage name It actually that's literally more people know me by that name than my real name so you keep calling it a stage name and i hear exactly what you're saying it just it sounds funny and i'm like oh is, shit yeah that's how it looks like it's not your legal name yeah it's like even my full name is it, i've always gone by my
1: middle name I mean, not of my own uh, choice it was like is my first name's a family name yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, but like even some people when I tell people that they're like oh it's the Max of the station. and I'm like well I mean
2: it, uh, not to me but yeah like I, I can see how you see that because it's not like it's a name that's different than on my license it yeah
1: better, so. Um, so yeah you might even consider like doing the one name thing is like a um, that's a big uh, like like thing you know it's like a it it sets an expectation that you gotta meet in terms of like like who goes by one name fucking Madonna, uh, Beyonce Prince God. <laughs> that's
2: that's funny. Yeah, yeah yeah. Um
1: yeah that's so you might even think about using your last name, like just so you can be regular and then you could sell capital as your real name, which is effectively um, what it is for you. Um, yeah, or just go by your room, uh, which, then you
2: don't have to explain any of that, but... I like, actually, I like what you were getting at, but I think instead of trying to change it, or trying to, like, change the persona I have to fit with the joke better, I'ma change the joke to fit the persona better, because yeah, sure. this, part of what I like about my name is that like how you said? Like, there's a certain caliber you got Madonna, Prince, God. Like, I consider myself up there with Madonna and Prince and God, that's why I gave myself a motherfucking one word name. So, I got to establish that. Like, because I do, it, the joke comes off meeker than I really am, too. It's like me talking to a big drug dealer and trying to appeal to a woman. That's not me. Like, I'm. I'm Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Like, um, no, that's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it, you
1: just gotta have. I mean, it's hard early in the stand up to like have the confidence on stage to back that shit up. But you really gotta be able to back that shit up with jokes. So, like, get good really fast. <laughs> I'm
2: working on it. That's that's why I'm here for four hours.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that's good.
2: Yeah. No, just like. Um, do you listen to your recording, by the way? Like. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, when I rewrite the joke, I've. I've had a habit of like I'll write a joke and then I'll do it once and then by the time I am able to do another open mic I have another joke that I really want to do and like like what I was doing it like this joke how I hadn't done it in weeks totally forgot about it until today um but that also means I've have like 20 minutes of material that's not bad that I don't have to think about to work on so
1: that's all I got you want some uh yeah I'm done this is going to be a technically a set moment because sure. uh, I didn't do any comedy yesterday. week. Yeah, how many sets? You did how many sets in a month? I did 69 in August. That's fucking impressive. Yeah, it's good. I uh, I feel like I'm not going to hit that number this month though. But this will help. Me. I mean, because I'm going to do technically two because we doing it at the 2 o'clock hour today. Um 100% have to do both like if you don't do both you're fucked like it, that's kind of what I'm realizing like I'll go through waves where I'm just micing super hard and I'm not writing as much I'll go through waves where I'm writing hella and not going to do as many mics you have to do both and then you have to sh- change stuff up consistently and you have to be honest with yourself when you're listening back it's like um, even if you're like you can't just look at your material and be like oh this mic was shitty um, that's why I didn't get laughs you have to like um, you can't get the exactly that's um but at the same time while you're on stage you have to believe in your shit. like it's there's this yeah. double think that i'm still trying to get going that's like it's fucking impossible like you you've got to believe you're the funniest person ever but you have to believe that um you <laughs> have to work to get funnier right it's um it's hard it's it, there's a duality to it that that still fucks me up and is weird to deal with but uh, you got to do it so this actually do you want um i don't know how much of like the mechanics have you have you ever watched, i I recommend this video to a lot of people there's a Ralphie Mae talk that he does at the comedy store have you watched that video I don't think so I've seen lot of Ralphie Mae do Oh yeah no this is it's not a stand up he's doing a seminar uh, cuz Louis Anderson and somebody else like have this like comedy camp thing that they were doing at the comedy store uh, and they asked Ralphie to come through and just talk about stand up. It's an hour and 45 minutes long. It's incredibly helpful. Uh uh just if you um if you type in Ralphie May comedy store talk, it'll pull up to a Vimeo video uh, that you can you can check out. It's incredibly helpful. But like I'll do some of the things right now that he talks about, like just little mechanical things. Um uh, like Uh, He talks about just how putting the mic stand away is a huge thing for opening yourself up to the audience like that motion just like uh, That's why if you if you see people leave the mic stand That's that's a sign that someone's new because someone's got to tell you to move it But it makes such a huge difference like it's a you're showing yourself to the audience. You're like, okay There's nothing in between us now. That's why like um, you know, some rooms will just be weird as fuck to do comedy and like like I've done rooms where there's just a pillar like right next to the stage and you got to you got to work harder to engage uh when you do that. Uh, that my arms, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, nervous, because, like, saying, like you want people to think you're aggressive when like you're nervous and what's up. Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah, don't do that. You look like you're mad at the audience. And I was like, That's exactly. Yeah, 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 so yeah, exactly. Like being open is good, unless it's your thing. If it's your thing to do this, I'm trying to think of who has, because like any any rules of like general, uh, general mechanical stuff, can be broken if it's purposeful. Like um, you know, have you seen Dronos? He's uh, he's one of the top folks in this area, but he he just. Uh, he does all his mics like this. Uh, or, well, he doesn't do mics. He does, he does shows super funny dude. Uh, so I'm it at, uh, at the setup on Saturday. He's, he's there a lot, but he kind of stands with his hands like this. Um, and he, um, I'll, I'll mention something about looking around that you've, you should definitely be doing that, that helps with engagement. Um, but he doesn't, he doesn't look around very much. He just kind of like stays right here, like stays to the front the whole time. And uh, fuck, what's his first joke? Um, oh, God. Um, oh, uh, his, fr- his opener is, um, uh, you guys ever lost someone uh, to drugs and alcohol and then got them back <laughs> through Jesus? yeah yeah it's super super fucking funny and he's um, uh, uh like the reason that he does this and it works for him is he's kind of he's he's a little bit of a character like he's yeah exactly he fucking owns it like he feels it so like break these rules if you got a reason to but other than that like mike stand away uh one thing uh that that video talks about is when you're telling your joke uh you want to you want to keep the whole crowd involved like so you want to do setup to one side, uh, second part of the setup to the other side, punchline always to the front. Because uh, that, that keeps everybody feeling engaged, but then the punchline goes to everybody. Exactly, so like my my opening joke, I still need to figure out the uh, first words on it right now. But it's uh, something like, I get, I get called a lot of names because I got red hair. Like people just call me like Ginger or Carrot Top or Bitch and it's fun and that's, that's smart. Right now, exactly and you want to find um like a lot of people talk about having anchors in the audience like you just have um uh people like you want to like have you been inside san francisco punchline yeah so uh anchors uh in san francisco punchline i think the best thing is to have like uh like six points uh that your eyes kind of go to other than just the center for the punchlines. uh so you have like You know up uh where the chairs are on both sides so like the very back over there you hit those folks uh and then uh maybe you have uh two points kind of in the middle that you can hit you just find you know a table that you want to lock eyes with to keep them going and then to the front for the the punchline then, then maybe like sometimes you can mix it up by getting some folks near those back corners exactly exactly there's an intimacy to that that like that's why uh when you're with your friends you're laughing way more than hearing somebody say the same things on stage because there's there's a relationship like so much of um stand-up is building a relationship like making it feel like fuck i want to grab a beer with this dude right now like i I just want to hear him talk like that's uh, cause it's not a natural thing we want to do. It's not like if someone gets on a stage, gets a microphone in their hand. Um, but our natural inclination is not to laugh. Like there's, there's things you've got to do to, to get people there. So, so yeah, that's, that's one of them. So yeah, look in, um, and then, uh, oh, one of the other things he talks about is using silence, uh, effectively cause silence is kind of a cheat. Like it, it, uh, Cause so much of comedy is like building tension and then releasing the tension. Like it's just kind of this ebb and flow. And when you are silent, um, it, uh, increases the tension more for the audience and you can get a second laugh off of like, uh, just having a funny look, uh, and not saying any words. Uh, like do I have, uh, I'm trying to think if I have a moment like that. Oh, I, I have the, I have a joke about coming out to my grandpa and, um, uh, Yeah, exactly. So I've been able to, uh, to kind of. I still haven't figured out the tag for after my look, um, but I'll just be like, um, uh, my grandpa had kind of a weird reaction to me coming out. Like, I just told him, "Grandpa, I'm bisexual," and he just goes, "Oh, so you're just gonna let people ride you around?" (laughs) And then, exactly. And the look, the look is like the the sentence is just silly. Like it's a you don't expect him to say it, so it's just kind of a silly sentence. But the look is like it's it's manifesting what the audience is feeling like what the fuck exactly so um and i have not i'm annoyed with myself because i haven't found out something funnier to say after the look uh (laughs) um like i've played around with some stuff and i just haven't haven't gotten there yet uh but i'm like oh that's cool that i can use the look and like um you'll notice like newer comics like they just kind of keep talking and sometimes they'll say their punchline, and then they just keep talking and then uh tigers are weird because uh, they fucking str- yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah this is uh yeah they'll be oh yeah fucking, don't move your feet <laughs> just don't move your feet unless you got you got to make it movement purposeful like that's the that's the worst one like literally there's a uh, bless his heart there's a guy that just started coming around a couple of weeks ago is uh, bigger older white dude yeah. yeah and he's he's doing this all the time just kind of pacing and stuff and I'm like I can't like yeah. that it, it builds like the wrong kind of tension it's like a it's not like a oh what's he going to say next it's like a oh who's he going to kill next which is not what you want to do exactly yeah you got you know to yeah, but... uh t- he has PTSD or something Oh, okay, yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> a PTSD was a guess, but that's fair. I remember you told me that but then you left on, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I should have let him know. And then he was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We'll exactly, yeah. But, um, yeah. Oh, also, one thing, Um, smile. Like, unless it, that's, that's one thing that uh, he says in the video, like, a lot of people don't do, is unless it's your thing to not smile, fucking smile. Because people, people love uh, seeing someone smile and, uh, uh yeah that if he he does the um he he basically acts it out he's like you know when you're with your friends and they just can't get through a joke and they're just like and you're like fucking what like yeah. tell me the rest the and then you're just like ah and they're like fucking tell me the joke and it it gets people it gets people halfway there it gets people ready to laugh exactly yeah and it okay I think those are the main things but like it's nice to all you um I want to say uh the, the 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 population of botswana are they who's listening here all you botswanans all you botswana nights dude know those things okay <laughs> oh there we go <laughs> they are their unemployment rate is probably very high that is uh i'm gonna send some money over there because i feel bad now there we go okay um i'm gonna i do have a 10 minute set tonight so i'm going i'm gonna try to run through that. That's okay. Okay, for sure. Like Good shit. Okay. Uh you wanna pretend introduce me vocally? Yeah. Okay. Next up, million own on He's like, Let's go to pizza. There we go. Keep it going for capital, everybody. There we go. The man with one name. <laughs> there we go. It's amazing. So uh man. I I get called a lot of names actually i feel bad I shouldn't be making fun of capital for a stupid name but uh i <laughs> i do get called a lot of names uh like uh it's mainly like redhead stuff like people call me like ginger or carrot top or bitch. it's rude yeah and fucking strangers will call me names like people just call me names out of the blue which is not cool like there's there's this homeless guy right next to berkeley bart and one day he looked me dead in the eye and just went you got a dollar gay conan what <laughs> like first of all i did not know that conan o'brien was not gay <laughs> like that was that was news to me i thought he he seems like he has manicured fingernails like he's you know what i'm saying like i i didn't know but yeah straight the the gay qualifier was important evidently uh i honestly i was fine with the dude you know, calling me a name, that's fine. At least he didn't call me bitch. Like, that's. I'm good with that. What I didn't like is that he called me a name and then tried to get my money. <laughs> like, are you trying to neg me for charity, dude? That's. The fuck? So I I was like, why would I give you money when you just called me a name? He was like, nah, man, I'm gay. What? <laughs> like, are are we going home together? <laughs> like, is that. Are we doing this thing? Like, honestly. This dude looks like half of the dudes in San Francisco, so maybe maybe I'm down. I don't know. He's wearing a flannel. Everybody's flanneling. Uh, <laughs> that's fun, but uh, I was just like, okay, uh, that's cool. But why why'd you call me that name? Like that's that seems weird. He was just like, you you do comedy, right? I'm like, yeah, but wait, how'd you know? <laughs> He's like, uh, I saw it on Facebook. I didn't what <laughs> I you got you got Facebook like what are you like you got money for a smartphone but not a house and then I was like oh wait okay that is more important touche that's <laughs> that's a good point that as I say I'm like okay that makes sense I could see that but I was like Wait, what does that have to do with anything, though? He's like, well, I was thinking you could use that as the first line in your stand-up comedy set to endear yourself to the audience via self-deprecation while fluidly transitioning into your material about your sexuality. I think that's worth a dollar. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I gave him $100, dude, and he writes all my jokes now. <laughs> it's amazing. I was uh, One thing I was going to... Um when he when he said that I'm trying to make that story like more believable. And I, I gotta fill that like I, I need a the middle chunk still isn't funny enough. Um but uh I need to I need to do it so that um it's like he uh he doesn't then it's not just like some annoying meta joke where it's like ha like oh he knows I do comedy or like uh I I could just play it like um uh, yeah, I know that this isn't a story that's real, and it's just a fun little turn, but... I think... And again, take my opinion... Yeah, of I course, of course. Yeah. I am, but I actually liked that whole opening, and then once you... The only thing I would add to it is before Andy told me the silence part. Mm-hmm. Um, like that joke where you... Um, when he said, like, the Facebook thing, how you let that hang mm-hmm. in. Let so other things hang. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you flip it every time he says something like that. Yeah, let all of those hang. And that creates kind of that suspense. Yeah. About, and he, when he gets his part, like part, where uh he seems like he knows more about comedy than he obviously does. Yeah. Um, that's I think it's fine for it, just kinda of like control. Yeah, okay. But now this is my joke, I am so showing how smart I am. Yeah, exactly. That's a uh, okay yeah i can see that i i think i also might take out the where he says i'm gay uh because it's like it's it's interesting i just don't think i have a funny and like it it's it's like the idea that i would ooh, like i thought he was making fun of me but he's just trying to hit on me like, like
3: I'm
1: that's, wait what do
3: you want this money for <laughs> maybe yeah uh um